Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Okay, so today's episode of the podcast is a little bit of a special one, and I am going to, before we dive in, just preface what this is about, because it's a little bit different to my normal solo podcast episodes. This episode today is featuring an incredible guest speaker who did a live masterclass training on her topic of expertise in our Badass and Bulletproof Mastermind. So this podcast episode has been pulled directly from one of those guest sessions within the mastermind that went live, you know, between 2021-2022. So just to let you know, that's why this one sounds a little bit different. It's very much more of that conversation piece and you may actually hear some conversations back and forth with the mastermind participants and some questions that they've asked in there as well. But let's dive in. Record everything is working as it should. Brilliant. Hi. So we've got you in the elite today to talk about ambition. If there is a ever an unapologetically ambitious woman, I feel like you embody that completely. That's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> Do you want to share with everyone? I think everyone would, would know you probably through all the like intermingled connections in the elite, but do you want to share a little bit about how you got where you are today, your story? My story? So I'm Sandra, for those who don't know. So I am the owner of Hashtag Instaprints. So we're an events photo booth and SA Mums in Business with the gorgeous Jess. So I partner with her to do those. I guess my, how I, I actually never, ever wanted to be a business owner. If you had asked me a few years ago, I couldn't have told you anything worse I least wanted. Maybe What were you doing before? Uh, I was a business analyst, so <laughs> I... Yeah, business I analyst who was like, anti-business owner. 100%. And actually anti-numbers as well, which was super ironic being a business analyst. Um, but I was always, it was in a business, like a process improvement role, which is always me. Like I'm always looking for easier ways to do things because I am super lazy, which is a good thing. It's a very good thing to have in business. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, so after that, I um, was working for the same company for like eight years. And I think I got a little bit of like um, institutionalized. So I couldn't see myself working anywhere else. And I thought, well, that's actually a really bad thing because you can only go sort of so far, especially it was a huge company. I wasn't ended up CFO or CFO or anything or like that. So I kind of knew I had reached my limit there. So I quit and I had just built a house. So I quit and I had no money. So <laughs> Hello, mortgage. A mortgage. And we all know necessity is the mother of all inventions. So I, I actually found myself down in 
Crowbar as a business analyst down there doing a big transformation program. And it was so amazing because I've always loved to sort of move around. I'm quite adventurous. I've lived in the Philippines. I've lived in Melbourne, in Hobart, in Queensland, in Ireland. I've lived, like, I just love to move. Not now that I have kids, it's actually a nightmare to move. (laughs) (laughs) Previous life, love moving, love adventure, love all those sort of things. Fast forward, ended up in Queensland. My husband and I, I'd gotten married. We ended up in Queensland and I was working for a company that was quite horrible, like lacked all morals, all scruples. I knew they were ripping people off and sorry, but we were living in Townsville and there is really, I can say fuck in this group, right? I can so fucking literally. Okay, good. So I knew that there was sort of fuck all opportunity there for me. So I couldn't really leave and I felt really tired to have to work there. Ironically enough, my husband and I found out that we were pregnant and that very same day I got made redundant. So super, super fun, very stressful, but you know, that's, it is life is life. So that would be so tricky because it's kind of, it's not even like, oh, well, I'll have a drink and figure out what the next step is. It's like, oh, fuck, I can't even do that. Yeah, pretty much. The whole thing was just like, oh, oh, shit. It was a, a massive oh, shit. So we filled up our car and drove back to Adelaide because I just knew that this was where I had to sort of be and this is where we would figure everything out. I, I had applied for a job in Adelaide actually three weeks before that and I got it. So, you know, everything happens for a reason, everything works out and it was a government job and Sandra is not a very government person. So I am not ever designed to work for the government. So we know that. And if I ever say I'm going to go work a government contract, just remind me of how stupid a fit that is for me. (laughs) But they were so brilliant. When I found out I was pregnant, long before I had gotten the job, I had called them and said, look, just a heads up, if you are considering me for this role, I am pregnant. I want to be upfront, everything. And they still took me, which was amazing. So it was it was amazing. Um, after having Murphy, my life just wasn't the same. My brain wasn't the same. I didn't process things the same. And um, my husband was still studying. So I was the only income earner. So I had gone back to work after four months. And I think it was the cross between having a child, working in an environment I didn't want to work with that led to me getting such bad postnatal depression, which I had knew I had long before I admitted I had had it so that typical story let it go way too long ended up really suicidal so much sorry that I had to hold on to it like the seat of the car to stop myself from throwing myself out in front of a bus and knew that shit had to change and that money was not worth this sort of situation and sometimes it's better to have no money and be alive than sort of fighting this battle so it was kind of crazy and we just thought fuck it quit let's just do what we can so we did and I've randomly how I became a business owner is probably the most random story you will ever hear I was on gum tree (laughs) this is how it started this is how how my husband's bad ideas start too I was on gum tree I was on gum tree (laughs) and a lady had started a hashtag Instaprints, which is one of my current businesses. 
and I didn't have Instagram and I didn't, I'd never even logged onto Instagram, but I could see the potential in the business that she had just started and was selling. And I'm like, to my husband, I'm like, let's do this. And he was like, well, fuck it. So we sunk what was little of our life savings into this business and um, have sort of never looked back. So it was such a massive therapy on so many levels for me because it helped with my postnatal depression because I was around so much joy doing weddings and doing events and um, so it was huge therapy for me but it also was massive for my confidence I've never lacked confidence I can it's so ironic because I can laugh at these things now but I have I've got really bad dyslexia and I actually never knew until I was 30 so this is exactly like how much sort of confidence I have in my ability to pull shit out of my ass I guess but it was my husband who had told me that whatever I read isn't actually the words on a page and I was even in childhood put into remedial English and I thought they had put me there just to be with some of my friends it Mm -hmm. never clicked to me it actually genuinely hand on heart never clicked that I was not reading well I thought this is nice it was your normal that's your normal yeah it's like me with autistic kids everyone's like oh how are they different I'm like I don't know it's my normal it's my normal yeah and I was a trainer as well like I've trained groups of people reading from books and I never knew now what I read isn't the words but it is the same if that makes sense my brain just processes things so differently Uh and Shona you will know from conversations like written conversations that sometimes I will write absolute shit (laughs) and makes no sense from start to beginning but when I read that over and over I see exactly what I'm meant to see isn't that a prerequisite to be part of our friend group must be able to read and just like figure out each other's fucking random (laughs) typo mess texts that's just how it goes and if all else fails voice message 100% like (laughs) what do you want about (laughs) we figure it out though and I think this is one of the main things that I'll instill in my kids is that your confidence is the most important thing you can have the most and like because nothing will really stop you once you believe that you can get where you are and I think it was one of the main reasons why my husband was like fuck it if that's what you want to do do it because I know that you will end up successful with this. And so, and I knew it myself. Like I always, I don't mean it to be big headed or anything like that. Like I always knew I would be successful. I was never stressed about it. I didn't finish year 11. I still ended up as a business analyst and I was on a thousand dollars a day, like working with numbers. I fucking hate numbers. Like, but I still just knew I could do whatever it was that I wanted to do I I totally get that it's probably the first time anyone's ever like said what I think and I believe about myself my thing is like I get whatever I want yeah I always get whatever I want and it's not like in a big-headed way it's just like I do what it takes to get what I want like it's I got the man I got the house I got the car like I got my career I got every job I've ever want like I just get what I want because I yeah I don't doubt that I can't have it not at all and I think that's why and I'm also not afraid to fail like failure and success they go hand in hand. You can't have success without the failure. You literally yeah. can't because that's how you become successful. That's how you learn your lessons and you know what people want and what they don't want and what works and what doesn't work. Like it's just, if, if I fail a million times, I literally don't give a shit. Yeah. Because I just need to succeed once. 
Like failure and embarrassment and fucking up. That's like your buy-in to success. Yes. Like you can't get to success without that. There's no magic formula. And I think if people are a little bit more upfront about that, it it works a lot easier. Yeah. These overnight successes that we glorify, I don't believe that they don't happen. I don't think they don't happen without failures along the way. Like even the overnight success before you got to that idea that was an overnight success, you yeah. a shitload of times or you tweaked things and you just, you know, you learned from those things. And I think this is why, and even with my team, I'm so focused on accountability and it's not from a blame perspective. It's from an improvement perspective. If yes. we don't know what happened, we can't make sure it doesn't happen again. Like yeah. fuck up as much as you want and don't, well, don't intentionally fuck up, please. But it's not like, if you, if you don't tell me it's broken, how can I fix it? And it applies to relationships, your relationship with your kids, business, yeah. everything. Yeah. How can you fix and improve what you don't know is broken? Yeah, and that's, that's exactly what I think. And I think the more people who are less afraid of stuffing up and things not going wrong, and when they do go wrong, being like, yeah, me, this is what I did, blah, blah, blah. And even being honest with yourself and not blaming external factors. Like if things are constantly going wrong, chances are it's something you were doing and not everybody else is doing and just yeah be honest even with yourself we live in such a scapegoat culture where I think everyone's looking for someone else to blame you know your kids fall over at a playground it's the council's fault you know something else and I'm not saying don't hold people accountable where you need to yeah but there's this whole culture of it's not my fault yes and it's never my children and it's never my, whereas I'm like, was my kid the bully? Because I fucking smack him. Like, it, like I want to know. 100%. And I'm not, not disillusioned about the fact that we're human. Yes. And I think we've, I think we've gone to a society that feels like they need to be so perfect that it's just, it's not achievable. It's not going to make you successful and it's going to make you very unhappy. Like, the things that I can look back now and that I fucked up, they're so hilarious to me. And I know that the growth that they were was just, was brilliant. It was exactly what I needed. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, that's a little bit about your story with hashtag Instagram. How was that transformed into now? you like a crazy person. <laughs> and I can say that because I'm a crazy person too. It's like, oh, I've got two businesses. Fuck it. Let's yeah. go for three. What was that evolution I like? Especially when you probably got a lot of people saying like slow down your kids are young take it easy and you're like like me like no (laughs) and this is what I say to my husband so my husband wants us to make a shitload of money so he can retire and I'm like "Hmm, I want to make a shitload of money but I want to work because I want to work like I want to be able like I don't ever want to retire his main thing is I want to retire before I'm 50 and I'm like I couldn't think of anything worse yeah, I'm so bored. I'm like ridiculously bored. I guess it comes down to the challenge. I love the challenge of a new business and I love the, I don't need anybody else's accolades. I don't really need it. It doesn't really bother me. Like I'm so secure in myself that those things don't really bother me, but I am really, really really big in sort of congratulating myself as well what's the next challenge so you've done it you got there you did it you thought you wouldn't be able to do it and other people were like that was crazy you've done it next so ironically enough Jess and I are looking at our third business so like a new business that's like a fucking massive huge 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 business 
And I said it to my husband, and it's one that we'll probably have to put a bit of money in and something he really once again knows nothing about. And he's like, yeah, do it. If that's what you want to do, go right ahead and do it. Because he's just gotten to the stage where what's the point in even second guessing it? Yeah. Because I just, he knows that I will make it work and I will make it do it. And I don't know if it's because at the heart of everything, I'm a true salesperson. Like you are. I, I, know, I am. I you just it. naturally got it. <laughs> I love it. But, and what people don't, I think a lot of people realize is like sales feels like such an icky thing. But if you're actually selling to someone, well, then you're not doing sales right. It should be just such a natural progression that you know your audience, you know your people, you know what they need. And basically you're just solving a problem for them. So it's yeah. like what you do with your women. You know what they need. You're not jumping on there like, buy my product, buy my product, buy my product. You're like, this is what's going to help the shit that you're having right now. And so it's such a main thing with salespeople is it's not this tacky car salesman. We're really here to fix your problems. Yeah. So like, and if, if that's your attitude, then that's what is going to make such a massive difference. So for me, I get huge rewards from seeing other people succeed. And that's what we do with SA Mums in Business. Our focus is on getting mums to that next level where they can quit their jobs or if they just need outside help, we'll, we'll get you your experts, we'll get all those. And so when women get to that next level, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. yes, like I'm super excited, huge smile on my yeah. face, just like. If you're connected to the outcome, it's yeah. easy because it doesn't feel like selling. Like my spray tanning business, I always knew women came in and felt weird and they left feeling like a fucking goddess. Yeah. So every dollar made through that felt really, really good. Yes. But it's yeah. a personality thing. I feel like if like naturally more extroverted people are really, really great at that. If you're really great at connecting with people and you don't need a lot of time to build trust and connection with people, sales come a little bit easier. But yeah, there's a, a lot more into it. But we can certainly shift our perspective on what sales is and what it means for us and how we want to do it in a way that feels ethical and aligned to our values. 100%. 100%. And the world needs all sort of people as well. Like, it doesn't like we laugh with Jess and I like um that people will join SA Mums and Business for me and I'm like but they would also leave for, leave for me they only stay because Jess has that back end running so goddamn smoothly and that's why like I think and I said this the other day when the opportunity came up for the third business I'm like we'll never do another business without a partner again I'm like because it lets me be me like I already have so hashtag whilst it's quite successful and you have created these beautiful new packages for me so you can see the direction that the business is going in. Um, it, it caused me a lot of stress at the same time because I had to work a lot in an area of genius that I'm capable of doing it, but I hated it. Like I really yeah. hate all that admin side. I hate the word side of things. Like I really just let me go work in events and let me go meet the people, grab all the sales, do all that sort of stuff. And so I guess this is another reason why I'm so big on outsourcing and knowing that the only way I could move forward was by outsourcing. And so yeah. sometimes you have to take that really scary leap and that little bit of a, what feels like a monetary hit to get to the next level. And I know you do yeah. it so beautifully as well for outsourcing. Well, I had to. It got to the point where it's like, you know, I had a new baby and I was trying to write a book and everything was trying to grow, but I was at this really stagnant place. 
And then my assistant, actually, Katrina, who was my first hire, and she kind of said to me the other day, she's like, have I made a difference to your business? And I was like, you you see the numbers, right? <laughs> like, I made so much more money than I thought I would last year. I have a Centrelink debt to pay back. And I feel like that's the biggest compliment I could give anyone. Like, you fucked me over because I made so much money because yeah. of you. Yeah. But yeah, you have to delegate. And then looking at different things, like Sexy Selfish, I could delegate heaps out. I've written two books about it. It's got four years' worth of content. Very confident about what I speak about. So now social media administration other people help run that and I can just tap in and do the one-on-one work whereas my designing I will never hand that over to someone else because no one else has my eyes and my OCD and my ADHD that can fixate on this stuff and get it right so it's about some businesses you can delegate more than others some you need more systems some need to hire more people but yeah it's conversations that I think people need to have but also to value your time like to put in, so I give you like this is such a prime example. So you did those new packages for me, and your bill came through two and a half hours. Now I had already spent close to four hours in that, and I still have a blank page. Like, <laughs> and so for me, who my business makes four hundred dollars an hour, I'm like that's sixteen hundred dollars for me. Like, it's a no brainer for me yeah. to go out and to give it to you because in that length of time, I could be making more money elsewhere like so exactly and I would have spent and I would have cried and I would have chucked tantrums and my husband and I would have fought because I never keep tantrums to myself he would have got the brunt of it like it just let it go like time time is money too Aaron and I realized this about five sorry six seven gosh holly seven we were building a new shed at our old place and we ordered the shed and then everyone in his family has always put up the sheds by themselves there's like this big macho man thing everyone comes around working bee beers snags and bread put the shed up but we actually looked at each other and went, we will get divorced if we try and do this together. We will fight. We will argue. It will take weeks. We'll all be stressed. You'll need to take extra time off work. Yeah. We just paid some guys 1200 bucks to come around and they just chain smoked all day and put the shed up. 100%. And that was the minute where like a whole world changed. And it's like, oh my God, time is, a mo- time is money too. This is way before personal development. This is way before anything. So that was a, yeah, a turning moment for us. Your time is important. Yeah, I think, and I think that's what it is. People don't, um, like, and we and we've had this discussion before. Is people think that just because they're busier, they're more successful? Which yeah. It's actually not the right way. Like, yeah. don't you want to be a lazy bitch lying on the beach having a cocktail, making money? Like, when did yeah. we stop associating like that? Actually, not being busy was more successful. Like making money, lying on your ass. That could be interpreted many ways, but as in not having anything to do is like where we could make money, and that was where we would be successful. Make money on your back is like a whole new thing, isn't it? <laughs> Apparently, that is a job, but definitely a job. <laughs> but yeah, like I just and I think that was one of the main things that clicked for me is that, and it was only this year, and it was only when I took over SA Mums and Business, which has been so fucking huge for my growth like has been massive and it's that well why am I why do I want to work this long I don't want to work this long I still am super ambitious I still want to take over the world like but I want to do it three days a week and I want to do it not on school holidays and I want to do it within the hours that I want to work and that's okay my husband still doesn't get it like he still does not get that yeah. I have a sad panda hey bud he still doesn't get that 
I just because I can walk all the hours under the sun why would I want to like yeah why would I want to so I have this opposite I'm like I want to work I want to work a lot more yeah <laughs> damn kids yeah <laughs> but you can do all the things that you want to do so your design work is so gorgeous and yeah I want to design as much as I can. I love it. I really love it. That's my zone. I would do it for fun. But yeah, so then it's even, so it's a thing, but I'm looking at like, I don't want the school holidays off. I want my kids to be able to afford to go into care so I can still work because I love what I do. Like I fucking love what I do. The idea of early retirement is not exciting to me whatsoever. I know I'm talking to my financial advisor and stuff and they were talking about, so when do you want to retire? And I'm like, how about never? How about I just make a shit ton of money forever? What are you looking for, baby? Refresh from dummy. That should be in his cot. He had his dummy in the lounge room. Oh. Refresh, fuck knows. I think he had that in the lounge room too. I can't keep track of my kids' shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. What are we doing about? <laughs> not wanting to retire. I'm assuming is Haley your financial advisor? Uh, so Haley, yeah. And then we've been having we had some sessions with uh, Ryan King as well, but I think we're going to head in a different direction from what he's recommending you gotta find someone you vibe with right but yeah Haley's amazing actually she saw she did the village chat last yeah, night brilliant. she's incredible she did all that shut all that stuff up a few years ago and now we're just yeah. looking at like okay the next phase yeah. investing and, and re-looking over our insurances and stuff it's so good yeah she's coming out to see me in January to do all my insurances like all of that yes no no little bugger who's meant to be bad at seven and he's like, I don't think so. And a, a very, very sad story, but my son has got very bad allergies, so he had to have Benergan tonight. So he's been out cold. Oh, dear. Oh, no. oh, no. Yeah. And as he breaks in a rash, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, I did it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like Holly has medication to sleep. I have medication to sleep. Sometimes it just is not a natural sleep thing. Yeah. So thank God for melatonin gummies. Um, anyway, <laughs> ambition. So moving forward, like, you know, I think one of the great things I love about what you do and your brand and hashtag, it's not just, it's not all I'm a mum who has a business and it's not all I do this for my kids. You're very unapologetic about the fact that you do it for yourself and you do it because you love it and you do it, you're really fucking good at it. And I think I spent a long time saying, oh, I want to make all this money and I want to have a full-time income for my kids. And then it was this big transition in 2008 where I'm like, actually, no, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, of course. I mean, if I make a shitload of money and I don't mean, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, they're still not fucking getting it. I would have <laughs> every bit of that and take it. Like, because they have to learn their own lessons. They have to forge their own paths. They have to do their own things. Like, you know, that sort of a thing. Now, hopefully I make enough money that I can't possibly spend. That's the dream. But, yeah. I mean, it's still, the values still imply. Like, I, if I was to be a stay-at-home mum, I would fucking lose my mind. I would not make a very good one. I did it. I can't do it. And I'm... It doesn't matter. Like, and the, I think it's a harder, it is a much, much harder job to be a stay-at-home mother than to be a business owner. Like, and I do, I 100% say that. I think, fuck, you deserve a medal because it is so unthankful. There are so few rewards with it. Um, and it doesn't mean that I don't love my kids or want the best for them or I'm absolutely obsessed with them. Just don't want to be around them 24-7. And it yeah. is totally totally fine but I just I get really shitty like because you can see through those ones where it's like oh I do it so the best for my kids and it's like 
no, your happiness is so important. Like, and your kids will follow your example, whether it's with your words or with your actions. And if your daughter sees mum a slave in the kitchen doing all these things that she doesn't want to do, it will mean that her perspective on being a mother means you have to do all the shit that you don't want to do. And it's been a slave in the kitchen and it's doing all these things. You don't have to say a word for that to then be her norm. And yeah. I don't want that. Like, I don't and want Telling that. your having, kids you yeah. can follow your dreams. And then it's like, well, what did you want to do? And it's like, oh, but I can't follow mine. Like, they, <laughs> they <laughs> see a lot more than they hear. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, we're telling them they can do anything. We believe that they can be anything they want to be. And then yeah. we're settling and playing small. And I, I get in the long term, sometimes people do it for their kids. But I really think it comes back around to bite us in the ass. Yeah, it's my job to just give them the confidence to constantly, constantly try to keep going, to know that failures is part of the part of the process. Like, and it's just like it, it's just it. I'm not there to sort of like wrap them in cotton wool because the world won't. And I don't know where I'm going to be if I'm even going to be on this planet tomorrow. Like, so I really want resilient kids from sort of the get go in all aspects of life, and I want them to chase their dreams. I don't care how fucking stupid they are because, you know, like we look at like Elon Musk, like the shit that he comes out with, nobody ever, it only needs one person to invent it and then it's the norm. Like just dream big, nothing is ridiculous, just go and do it. Resilience is everything. 100%. Resilience is everything. Like when I've got three kids who see a psychologist every few weeks and trust (laughs) me, resilience is everything from a professional psychological standpoint. You can have the smartest kids in the world, the best on the swim team, and it ain't mean shit if they're yeah. not, like, solid here and here, right? Yeah. So The other thing that I'm sorry, and it's so big in my household, is respect for others. I am so, so big into this. And you know, Shona, how much I fucking hate when people are rude to other people. I cannot stand it. Or take advantage of other people really, really upsets me. But at the end of the day, people will only work with people they want to. So you once again can be the best person, but if you're not showing respect, you're not thinking about other people and you're not realizing that the things that you do have big effects on other people, you won't be successful. So yeah. you know, one of the main things that I've always learned is that people buy people, not your product, not what you do, nothing at all like that. They will buy you as a person even if what you're offering is shit. I see it happen all the time. I don't really like it, but I really like her and I really want to support her. I've been on the opposite end of that this week where someone like signed up to something and then they're like, oh, I didn't really pay attention. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't pay attention? You didn't read? Did you not? And they're like, oh, no, I just loved your energy. I was like, oh, my God, no. (laughs) Read the page. Read the terms and conditions. Come on. I never read the terms and conditions. This is why I have just. We are two different people. Yeah. But it is like it's we will just work with the people we want to work. And so you just respect is such a big thing for me. I'm not talking about bowing down and like, you know, cursing as they're working in the door, but just working on your relationships with people and knowing that that's so important um, is a big thing in our house. So respect. I know your feelings are important. They are very important. So is everybody else's like, and you know, it's not all about your cup being filled all the time. You've got to make sure that filling your cup isn't emptying somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. We're big on that. And also honesty is a big one for our family. And like, if you tell someone the truth straight away, it's better than a lie. 
So that's that's a big one that we're working on. And body autonomy. Like my kids don't owe me shit just because I birthed and gave them existence. They don't owe me good grades. They don't owe me to not ever pierce their nose. They don't owe me choices about their body. I don't have control over choices about their body and their hair and things like that. Like they really are their own people. And I think that's really important to me, letting them know that my ex are not putting expectations. Like I said, and like, yeah, be kind, be respectful. But at the same point, I don't care if it's your hair. Do what the fuck you want to do with your hair. Yeah, it'll be back. Murphy, like, what did she have a heart attack the other day with something with her hair? And I'm like, Murphy, it's just, it's just hair. Just hair. Like, it's just hair. So her and I are off to the hairdressers tomorrow to get our hair cut together and done and stuff like that. I'm like, just hair, babe. It's going to grow back. Like, but Murphy's got that beautiful, like, red hair that's really unusual. And everyone's like, oh, her hair is so gorgeous. And I'm like, it is but like i'm like just hair just hair guys my sister my sister has the beautiful auburn hair that holly has if you've seen that her entire life it was you are not dying your hair your hair is so beautiful everyone wants your hair so the minute she left home she literally came around to my house and dunked her head in a bucket of bleach and her 18th birthday, she got this ginormous neck tattoo. Like, <laughs> like she didn't get like a little butterfly or something to start her tattoo. She went and got this ginormous <laughs> neck piece on her 18th yeah. birthday because, yeah, you spend so long with someone else telling you what you can and can't do. What you can't do. I feel like we're meant to talk about amb- ambition and business and, and it morphed into a very interesting chat tonight. But this has been great. The feedback we've got is uh, seriously guest speaker of the year. Oh, woohoo. Was that Katrina? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Danielle says, I feel like some of my Christian friends could learn from your morals and values. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and resilience, respect, love it. Yeah, so we've got heaps of comments going off in the chat. So I think everyone's got a lot out of it. So what's what's next for you? Um, so who knows? I think, sorry, it's, it's focusing on SA Mums in Business, releasing those new packages that you did up for me. They're so beautiful. So they will go out after Christmas. So hashtag hopefully will grow and potentially grow so much that I'll sell it and move on to the next thing. Like I think maybe I have like ADHD because I'm like, once it gets to a maintenance mode, I'm like, oh, like I'm yeah. so ready for the next challenge. No, we're women. We're so used to like growing and nurturing yeah. and birthing something into the world, but it gets to a point where your kids, where you're like, I'm proud of you, but you can do your own thing now. Walk to your friend's house, yeah. hang out. Like, I think as women, we're, we're good at that. Yes. And we shouldn't battle against or fight against or pretend that just because we started one thing in 20 years, we should still be doing it. That's yeah. such a 1940s attitude. And that's even what I was saying to my husband. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about selling it. And he was like, like, and he's like, but you just got it where it's like making a lot of money. And I'm like, yeah, but. It's the same as a job. You don't start challenge, baby. Job. I want the challenge. I know. And I'm like, it just gets mundane. Like it's just it's another job. Like I'm just, I'm ready for a new challenge. I'm ready to move on. So either it will be sold or I will just hire someone and completely step away from it. Like I thought I never would because I was so emotionally attached to it. But I'm now I'm like, well, actually, I'm not. It's just You're a just up leveled in badassness. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. But I think as well, I'm open, I'm so open to new things and a new I used to be quite closed off thinking. And I think I don't know, like even when, and I've said this to you a million times after I did your first goals workshop and afterwards, like I came home to my husband, like what a load of shit. And then found (laughs) my goals afterwards and I had gotten every single one of them. And I was telling someone about it the other day. I think it was Cos because she really wanted a money mentor. And so I was talking about you. 
And so I was like, yeah, I'm like, after doing Shona's class, I like had 30 grand in savings. I had paid off like a 10 grand credit card and I had bought this new car. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't really know how it happened. I still don't know how it happened because I didn't make any more money. It was like a subconscious shift just I think because I had written down and discovered what it was I actually wanted that subconsciously I just went and did it. Yeah, and you weren't super attached to the how. That was the magic in how it ever happened yeah. for you. Like you literally forgot about the goals and put them away somewhere. And you discover them again. It's like, oh, shit. Like I did that with my vision board when I left the old house. And we packed up and moved in our parents and we like, and then I didn't realize until February when we did our goal setting workshop or vision boarding workshop. And I was like, oh shit, I've ticked everything off. Like I found it, I pulled it out of the thing. I was like, oh, that's how it works the best when you're kind of like not obsessively clutching and, you know, puppy cradle death syndrome choking things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when kids get a guinea pig. So naturally. We had a friend of ours that had a four-year-old and he got two guinea pigs and like within five minutes he grabbed one and he just loved it so much. He's squeezed it to death and then the other one obviously knowing what was happening tried to escape and to get it to not escape he stopped on it and I feel like people do that with their goals <laughs> they just I think that really needs so a trigger much. warning Shona it needs a trigger <laughs> warning guinea <laughs> pig death scenes make like some good <laughs> yeah I think it was I'm just I'm so open to it I'm listening to every podcast under the sun I am listening by the way you have such a beautiful podcast voice like it's so beautiful I was like I was listening to it the other day and I was like such a good podcast voice I really enjoy it by the way I just made it creepy but um I think I'm so open to everything like I don't rule anything out and I say this to my husband we're doing like sort of like an NLP at the moment and I'm like he's like oh I think it's a load of shit and I go well does that matter as long as it works like it's a placebo effect any worse than the real thing I'm like if someone's in really big pain and you give them a sugar pill that they're now not in pain do you think they give a shit like I'm like I don't care how how it works as long as I get the result I want I don't care yep that's my mind thought about we, don't, we barely understand the brain we've like just touched it the fact that like it's like the ocean we've only discovered 10 percent of that we have no idea what our brains are capable there is so much so much unknown and I see that now with my autistic kids because it's really like their their brain just has more neurons than other people's brains the fact is they are just linked up in ways that we aren't it's like that next level of metahuman this is my sci-fi nerd coming up but we have really have no idea so science and magic and faith and religion it all kind of blurs the lines but the result is the same if it feels better and it works for you yeah um yeah yeah, I totally agree with that. I think just be open to everything. Be your gut will tell you whether it's aligned with your values or whether it's not. So just trust that. I mean, if someone's coming asking you to join their cult, that's a bad thing. Don't drink that Kool-Aid. Literally Stay away from that. Yeah. Don't drink that Kool-Aid. But um yeah, I think everything else, who cares? If it makes you happy, it gives you the result that you want, then fucking go for it. You're not answerable to anyone, to anyone. Yeah. Um, so just do you. I think that really works well for your family and your own business and your ambition and, you know, whether your kids go to daycare or not or whether they eat vegan or not, whatever it is, it's like 
there's no one format or one rule for the way a family's meant to look, for the way being a woman's meant to look. So make your own rules. Yeah. You and your family do what's right for you and fuck the rest of them. Yeah. And stop admiring other people that you think have it all. That shit's fake. It's literally it's so fake. fake. It is so fake. I just discovered today one of the biggest money mindset coaches in the world like bought her following. Oh shit, that's upsetting. like 150,000 of them. And that's how everything started. It was bought. I'm just like, okay, all right, I'm cool with my little 3,000 over here. Because <laughs> I didn't buy one of them. You were 150 people who don't really know who you are, 150,000 people who don't know who you are, or 3,000 people who engage with you, who you're making yeah. a difference to their life. It's, it's, it's so different. And Instagram is so different now. There's no instant Instagram fame anymore. You can't. You can't get there. Don't aim for your 150,000 yeah. followers because you do have to buy them It's because it's such a slow process. And there's one thing I wish I could change, like go back 10 years ago and tell me to get on Instagram and do it properly yes. sooner. That's oh, one yeah. one thing because yes. it's so hard to organically do now. It's like a fucking nightmare. So but we're going to keep doing our LinkedIn shit. LinkedIn is the new one. So if you want to organically grow on any platform, LinkedIn. I need someone to come and just do my LinkedIn. Like, not, like, do it consistently, but come in and, like, get it set up because it's very amateur hour at the moment. I was actually Googling that for someone this afternoon. I'm like, how do I phrase this? LinkedIn manager? Um, (laughs) Someone fix my LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure she offers it. But media AOK, I'm pretty sure she's got a LinkedIn side to it as well. LinkedIn's funny, though, because you kind of have to do it yourself because it's it's fucking boring. Yeah. I might get see I'll see if Maddie can go in there and work some magic yeah b2b is massive for LinkedIn yeah which is now my space that I'm in accidentally yeah businesses but anyway we we've talked about a lot I feel like this has been pretty awesome and judging by the chat and comments and messages that I've been getting dinging off the whole way through this I think people have got a lot out of it too thank you so much for your time. I know it's Thursday night, kids, hectic, everything. We voice messaged earlier, Sandra was cooking her dinner early, so she'll be done for tonight. And I was like, I should do the same thing, but then you can't cook salmon early, you have to cook it. Yeah, <laughs> I just did sausages. There was nothing fancy. It's normally vintage chef, but tonight was sausages. Yeah, I ordered vintage chef this week, like their mix pack, and then I looked at my diary and went, I can't go pick it up. Like I literally don't have the 15 minutes this week. I'm so busy with designing to go and pick it up. So I was like, take it, I can't get it. <laughs> so so the Jess, you know how she loves a good excuse to go to vintage chef. I should have, I should have, but I just, yeah, I didn't want to bother anyone. Anyway, Sandra, thank you so much for your time. I am going to get this straight up on YouTube and it will be linked into the Sexy Selfish Elite portal forever and ever in our ambition module, which we did in November. So this is a little bit late but I'm sure the girls have got a lot it was ironic actually I just I recorded December in August with Bridget from Be Simply Free and then I was like November let's organize Sandra and we've done that in December so it's all working out good good flat like mental state of mind anyway where can people find you how can they connect with you if they have questions or um, you can always message uh, me on Instagram through either SA Mums in Business or hashtag Instaprints or even on Facebook, it's Sandra Sin, so S-E-N-N. You can find me there, message me, reach out, send me a smoke signal. More than happy to talk to everyone. Thank you for listening to our guest interview series for 2023. If you would like a little bit more information on being a part of the Mastermind Badass and Bulletproof, please reach out and send us a DM on Instagram and we can have a bit of a chat to find out more about you and if this is the right fit for your business right now. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sexy Selfish Mums Manifesting Wealth podcast. As always, we would love to hear your feedback on Instagram. So slide on into my DMs or share a story with this episode, any feedback or questions you have. And if you'd like to find out more about the Elite membership, either send me a DM on Instagram or head on over to our website and learn more about our 12-month mastermind for women in business ready to unlock the inner wealthy woman and create a business that allows you impact and income from a place of alignment and integrity. It's fucking amazing and I would love to have you a part of it. Um, Enjoy. Enjoy.